The psychedelic revolution is here. If you want to integrate your visionary experiences into your purpose, get clear on your entrepreneurial path and help people while you do what you love, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to The Psychedelic Entrepreneur, medicine for these times. I'm your host, Beth Weinstein. I'm a spiritual business coach, three-time entrepreneur, and a lifelong student of psychedelics and sacred plant medicines. You carry your own unique medicine, and your medicine is what we need for these times. This podcast will help you to share your medicine so you can create transformation in the world. Listen in on conversations with psychedelic leaders, changemakers, and conscious entrepreneurs who are living proof that a better world is possible when you follow your heart and live in alignment with your soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Medicine for These Times. I'm so honored to have my good friend and also a former client, Susan DeRider. Hi, Susan. Thanks for being here. Hey, Beth. Good to see you. So good to have you here. So we're going to get into one of my all-time favorite subjects, astrology. Uh, So Susan is an astrologer offering natal chart readings, transit readings, and long-term mentorship programs. Her approach has been deeply influenced by the work of Daniel Giamario of the Turning of the Ages Mystery School, which is formerly known as the Shamanic Astrology Mystery School. And Susan has witnessed over and over again the potency and effectiveness of creating ceremony around and participating in personal cosmological cycles. It is her sole intent to share the healing union of the sky and earth. One of her great passions is to apply the work of the natal chart and transit chart exploration in preparation for or for the integration of profound life-changing experiences such as vision questing, ceremony, and other major life events. Her unique approach has developed over years of exploring the mysteries of land and sky in her own life. It is her joy and life's mission to help you discover your personal soul intent and how to best participate in that journey as a path to self-realization. Susan helps people who are ready to step into their true purpose but don't know where to begin. Her clients hire her to help help them discover their soul intent and stay aligned with that intent. This allows her clients to experience the deepest level of transformation and growth. And if you've been following me on my email list or my work for a while, um, you will have seen that I think it was, um, what was it, like six or eight months ago, I actually wrote an email to my list referencing an astrology reading I had with Susan And I had a whole bunch of people writing me in asking questions like, tell me more about this. And um, I I forgot what I was even referencing. I think it was about my one of the the Leo, like coming into my Leo. So I will say I personally love Susan's work. I've had really profound um, experiences that have helped me prepare for these major, um, you know, ceremonies, let's say, and uh, life life occurrences. So I cannot recommend her enough. Additionally, she was in my nine-week intensive program, and I got to see her blow up her business to the next level, and it was so exciting. But Susan, you know, I've known you many years, but I've never heard your full story. I do know you've taught yoga. I've been to your yoga classes. You know, you walk a really sacred path, and you are just an amazing human. But I'm curious, how did you get into, um, you know, this path of transformation, healing, astrology? Like, you know, I'm curious, did you ever start on a completely different path when you were younger? Oh, thank you so much, Beth, um, for the introduction. Um, I love telling this part, this, the way that I found astrology um, 
really was a, a total um, turning point in my life in so many ways. Um, you're right. I've been teaching yoga since I was 18 years old. And um, I was in Costa Rica actually offering raw food and yoga retreats, um, doing half, half my life in um, Scotland and half of my life, which I'm from Scotland originally, and half of my life in Costa Rica. And um, it was during one of the retreats that um, they offered plant medicine. And this is the first time that I had ever experienced plant medicine, specifically ayahuasca. And um, during the ceremony itself, and this might come as a surprise to some people, um, I partook in the medicine and nothing happened. And I actually ended up drinking copious amounts, <laughs> copious cups of medicine. And yeah, still nothing happened. And, you know, everyone around me was writhing around on the floor and having experiences. And I'm like, well, nothing's happening. This isn't what I've heard about this plant. Um, but I really do see now that there, there's a, there was a reason for this experience. Um, there was an astrologer in the circle. And at the end of the ceremony, she invited me out onto the ground outside by the fire pit. And we lay down on the earth and she talked me through the night sky for the rest of the night, basically described everything that was going to happen and where everything was going to go. And um, the next day she gave me a, a natal chart reading, um, which is something that I now offer. And so this lady's name is Christina Morietta and she still practices. She lives in Portugal. Um, and she became my first teacher, my first astrology teacher. And um, it was her who then turned me on to the shamanic astrology mystery school from there. Um, but yeah, that night was really pivotal. Um, I went from offering these yoga retreats and um, with the yoga, the raw food, and then finding astrology and just completely um, opening myself up to those teachings. And uh, there was a lot that she shared during the reading that literally transpired within the next four weeks. I met my now husband. Um, we, I closed down my business um, that I was doing and moved to New York. And all of this was, um, it's not predicted in a natal chart reading, like this is exactly what's going to happen. But it's more of, as I like to refer to it, like a, a weather forecast. It seems like this kind of thing is coming. And she was totally spot on and, and totally right. So, um, and that was 10 years ago. 10 years ago in January, you know, where we are now. Yeah. Oh, my God. I never knew this about you. This is an amazing <laughs> story. I mean, I knew about, um, you know, where you and your husband met and a little bit about that. But that is fascinating, especially with the medicine not working. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, or maybe it was it working, right? It was doing exactly <laughs> what it needed to do that night. True, right? <laughs> Yeah. And I'm assuming the medicine has worked for you um, since that, that moment, right? Yes, very much so. Um, yeah, I, the next time I ever, I ever worked with that plant, I had, you know, one of the biggest experiences of my life, I think, basically, because I was asked if I was sensitive. And I obviously said no. <laughs> and so um, I was served quite a lot. And yeah, that was when everything really changed. <laughs> perfectly designed <laughs> you can't make this stuff up yeah now um let's get into this the transition of your your past work i'm always interested in this because there's a lot of I, you know i still get yoga teachers and meditation teachers and maybe people who are doing in-person work like acupuncture and body work who 
maybe want to start being of more service, you know, whether it's astrology or energy work or coaching of some sort, integration work. Um, you know, you said you just shut your business down, mm. but how did you make these transitions? Um, you know, did you just shut down and all, all of a sudden astrology was taking off or, you know, I'm curious the story of, of, you know, how you've kind of woven this in and made these transitions and, mm. and shifted and come into a bigger place in your business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it wasn't overnight. Of course, I, I was just the beginning of my studies with astrology. Um, so I continued to teach yoga and over the next couple of years made the transition from living in Scotland and doing part-time Costa Rica to completely relocating to New York. And um, yeah, a bigger side story, I guess, was taking a, a look at my life and realizing that I was really bopping around all over the place, not very grounded. And I was really looking for something with a little bit more consistency. And um, I mean, also uh, meeting my now life partner, um, we chose New York as our location. And um, it gave me the opportunity to settle, continue teaching yoga. And I started to really deeply study astrology and weave it actually into my classes. So um, people who have practiced yoga with me will know that I always started my classes with my little, you know, translation synopsis of what's going on in the stars and weaving that into the class and like, you know, the simplest level could just be the, the moon phase that we're in, you know, it's full moon. And so we're going to work with that. Or if there's a big transition of a, a bigger outer planet, like say Jupiter moving into a different sign, I would talk about that. And I noticed that people were really um, responding and like, wow, yeah, that's really up for me. I really feel that right now. And so it just fed my passion more and more and more. And I just got, you know, more pulled in. And um, over time, the yoga became less. And it was actually more recently, um, maybe I would say about three years ago that I got the big hit of, I don't have to only um, offer yoga classes, I could probably start to transition over to being a full-time astrologer, and that being my, 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 my bigger work. And it started off with natal chart readings, just one-to-one -one and working with somebody for maybe one or two hours. And that was it. And at first that was nourishing and I found it, you know, fun and interesting. But what was really missing for me was this kind of um, deeper work. And as you know, I'm involved in um, the medicine work as well. And something that I, I noticed in that world was that people were having these really big experiences. Um, and even if it's not plant medicine, maybe it is something like a vision quest or a sweat lodge or a teepee, you know, any kind of ceremonial work and didn't know, they, they didn't know how to make sense of it. It was just something that was completely out there for them. And I noticed that if I started to weave the astrology into that and just speaking with friends, things started to make more sense and people were able to actually do something with the uh, visions or insights that they'd gotten from that ceremony itself, as opposed to just go, whoa, what was that? And then move on and go back to their day-to-day -day life. Um, so then, you know, really natural progression. And um, yeah, I'm now at this point where that's somewhere I really want to focus with people. Um, yeah. So. So good. 
I mean, I've always been doing, into astrology since I was a kid. Um, my friend and I used to buy these little star scrolls. Some I don't know if they, they probably didn't have them in Scotland, but you'd buy them at the grocery store every month and they'd have like your whole month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, you know, kind of just not knowing like how astrology works other than it made sense to me and it resonated every time. And then there was this one moment during an ayahuasca ceremony, believe it or not. So, so um, I always make fun of myself when I say that. It's like, oh, the, it became so clear. But there was just this clarity around like, wait a second. If we believe everything is energy, you know, like a rose has a certain energetic imprint. And, you know, probably like you and a lot of listeners, like I work with essences and these kind of energetic, um, subtle subtle energies of essences of, you know, plants or flowers or even gemstones. And then it kind of hit me. I was like, wait a second, that's the same thing as the stars. Um, And it just kind of made sense. But what would be your explanation to someone who doesn't quite believe in astrology? Because believe it or not, there are people on this spiritual path or even the medicine path that are kind of like not into it. Um, And I'm always surprised. But how do you what would you say to the doubters? Like, how does astrology, how do you sum it up? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a great question. I think that um, a lot of the time people doubt because maybe they don't fully um, understand or haven't fully experienced it um, in a really pure way. And that astrology, as I said already, is not predictive, right? There's nothing about me that is psychic or trying to tell the future. It is really about um, what is this the landscape ahead or what is the territory? And that is coming from this concept, which is ancient, ancient concept, way older than any of us alive today, right? Thousands of years old of this as above, so below, right? And this goes back to the Egyptians. We're talking thousands of years. So when, if you think of like how small we are, how teeny, teeny, teeny tiny we are and the size of some of these planets I mean, it's not even worth thinking about. It's kind of beyond what our our minds can handle. Um, It's impossible not to be affected by that. And I will say this in quotes, weather, right? So Jupiter moving through a certain area of the sky or Pluto moving through an area of the sky is, is like a weather forecast. And there's no way you can avoid that weather we're here. We're, <laughs> you can't hide from it, right? It's coming from all angles. Um, so the bigger picture, I think, is that it's not just um, you, Beth, as an individual or anybody else experiencing it. We're all experiencing it together. Um, and you can look back and see, you know, big events that have happened um, because larger planets have moved into different signs and it's, it, it's there in, in, in history. We can see that those things are happening. And I, I mean, right now we can definitely see um, that conjunction um, that happened in 2020 of Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn, COVID, right? It's right there. <laughs> uh, and all the other events that came from that. So um, I actually remember saying in the, <laughs> in the yoga class a couple months before the pandemic, um, one of my students reminded me of this recently, Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn, conjunct together in the sky in this way that's the kind of thing that causes a pandemic and it's not that it necessarily caused a pandemic but it's i was what i was i was reading the weather forecast right and she came to me and she was like you did this <laughs> and it's not that it was me it's just that again it's 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 in the air right we're, it, we're it's all around us so yeah 
god. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget um cuz I'm actually attending the preparing for 2025 summit right now and I I missed out on the I think it was in 2018 where they had the preparing for 2020 summit at yeah. the Shamanic Astrology Mystery School and I remember being like yeah. oh gosh, what is going to happen, you know, but um it's like you said, it's just it's it, because because I knew about that and I actually wrote an email in 2018 about Uranus and Taurus, um, which I keep meaning to resend. I actually resent it in 2020 mm. and I want to resend it again this year. But it just kind of like, you know, I do have to say when the pandemic hit, it made me feel a little more like, oh, okay, here it is. Yeah. You know, like almost not to say no big deal, but like it wasn't as shocking as maybe it was for other people. Cause I right. was like, ah, yeah, there's this knowing um, that totally. it's just part of the the blueprint right and there's it's actually okay I, i'm curious what your take is on this um someone else had mentioned this to me a while ago and i had never really given it much thought but when i look at so i've been working with ayahuasca for about 10 years and other medicines way longer but ayahuasca has been this deep journey and when i look at certain stretches of of years of times my the quality of my ceremonies has completely changed you know, and, and everyone knows ayahuasca is very like unpredictable, who knows, but it's, you know, even with the same facilitator for 10 years, it's been interesting to see how it's changed. And I thought it was just me and like who I was and what I was going through, which maybe it was the transits, but, um, you know, someone else mentioned, it's like the, the feel of what we're going through based on these big transits that, you know, we're all going to feel no matter what, do you feel like that affects medicine like have you noticed <laughs> maybe themes and patterns and other people's medicines and clients of yours like have you noticed this and how do you is it kind of the same thing or mm. okay so what I hear you saying is that like the the climate of the sky like this astrological how that affects the ceremonies itself right yeah for yeah, sure like for some sure. years feel a little darker than yeah. others some were like way more pur purgy than yeah. others purgative and yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, absolutely. I see that way more on the personal level. So just in the way that I am working right now, if I'm working with somebody who is going to attending ceremonies and we're looking deeply into their chart, if they are in, and maybe it's a good idea for me to explain the language that I'm about to use. There are three worlds that we can be in, generally speaking, when it comes to astrological transits. Right. And this actually relates directly to shamanism. This is talked about a lot in shamanism. There is the underworld, which is where, you know, we're going to deal with shadow aspects, the, the, the unseen. Um, there's the middle world where we're looking maybe more at our three dimensional life, right? What's going on all around us, our, our, our home, our car, whatever. Um, and then there's the celestial realm where we're looking at uh, our life from a bigger picture. So we're looking. Um, in from that space where you know, maybe more of a spiritual perspective. Um, so these, and that's just a very brief way of describing these three worlds, but these three worlds are um, there. You can be in one of any those of those three types of transits. You could be in an underworld transit. You could be in a middle world transit. You'd be in a celestial world transit. And one of them might be stronger than one of the others. So, because sometimes you can be in two. So, if somebody's in an underworld transit and they're going to a ceremony and hoping for some three-dimensional middle world answers, 
and they come to me and they say, you know, I really just want to know if I should buy this house or if I should move to the Bahamas or it's like, well, you know, right now you're in an underworld transit. This is just not the forecast for you. This is not what's up. And so it's way more likely that that person is going to be in a darker, as you said, more purgative place and state, right? Or maybe somebody's like, I just, I'm coming to grief. I'm, I, I, I am here to really go down into the darkest parts of myself. So I want to really explore, you know, they're seeking that, but they're in a celestial transit or they're in a middle world transit. I'm going to say, well, maybe you're going to have access to that, those places, but it looks more likely this is going to be more of a practical ceremony for you, or this is going to be a little bit more of a bigger picture. Everything is just as it should be kind of ceremony. Right. So, um, it's not, again, it's not totally predictive. Who knows what's going to come up, but these are ways that we can, um, that we can see and work with what, what might be on the menu for you. Right. Um, and I absolutely see that. I see that with myself first and foremost. And that's why I then want to share it with, with others. Right. I love this as an, as an integration tool to even make sense of 10 years of ceremony work, you know, it actually would be really interesting to go back and yeah. look at certain major astrological transits that, because I don't know about the other people listening, but there's still things that I'm processed that are very, you know, like a, a, a ceremony from years ago or a moment or something that really um, resonated that's actually been like a guiding force in my life. Like I've had these moments during a ceremony where it's like, if I didn't have that moment, I wouldn't have this guidance, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's interesting to look at. Um, that would be, that would be, by the way, a very interesting offering, like a whole <laughs> comprehensive. I can say for my last 10 years of your life, I can say for myself. Um, yeah, that was exactly what happened to me as I shared in that story of the first time, you know, meeting Christina and having that astrology reading, I was in my Saturn return. And for anyone who knows anything about Saturn, it's a total restructuring, total, total reorganizing of your life and kind of a get real moment. And um, I remember the next time that I worked with the, the medicine, it was a few weeks later, um, the, the, the list was, okay, you need to change the way you eat. You need to change location. You need to change your work. Like this is how it's going to look. It wasn't like nights and nights of weeping or even nights and nights of like ecstasy and bliss, it was like, get real, get practical. This is what you're going to do. Total Saturn, Saturn return type of experience. Now that I look back at it, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Oh my God. Mm. I love this. And now I understand, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. I've, I've been blessed to not to say be very clear on my purpose, but I've always listened to the inner guidance. And I've also just been very surrendered to like, oh, is this what's coming through my reality? Okay, I guess I'll go with it. Um, So for me, kind of having purpose, although I did spend 15 years not in my purpose in the past, but since then, it's come very easily to just kind of be like, tuning in and listening, but I know a lot of people come to you for purpose. And I do want to say when you joined the nine week intensive, um, it was a lot of shifting into this kind of deeper work you're offering to really help people um, find that purpose, know themselves better, you know, make more sense out of, um, you know, what's coming through them and working with the transits to integrate it, you know, to also, you know, as I always say to my clients, like it helps you reconfirm what's already coming through you. So that way you're not just doubting or, you know, you have a little less fear. 
Um, let's talk about this because you started offering kind of a deeper program, which, you know, I'm kind of doing a version of that with you <laughs> where, where we're doing some readings fairly often and it's been super helpful. Um, just the amount of guidance to make sense out of, oh, like this is what I'm going through or this change is coming up and this is the path or, or this is what's coming through me and this is the path I should take. But yeah, let's talk about um, this work that you do around helping people with their purpose and what it looks mm. like and, and what you created inside the nine-week program. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I really love this. This program is um, it's really fulfilling for me <laughs> to be able to start to do this with people, right? Uh, the single natal chart reading, I can just kind of give them a little glimpse through the keyhole. Um, but when we work together more intensively, um, first of all, getting that overview of what kind of transit someone's in, right? Because you can have a soul purpose that's never going to change, right? That's written in the natal chart. It's there. It's not, it's not a demand. It's important to remember this is an, a soul purpose is an intention. So you, you do have a choice, right? You can choose not to do your soul purpose. Totally. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but you can choose not to. But if you're, if you're aligning, you're like, okay, I'm ready to do this. What we then first have to do is look at what kind of transit you're in, because that transit is going to um, give us an idea of how you're going to come to your soul purpose. So an example of this is if somebody is in a massive healing initiation, the way that they're going to come to during this nine-week program, an understanding of what their soul pur purpose is, is through healing wounds. It's not going to be through that more practical reorganization of their life or jumping off a cliff and just trusting like, this is what I'm going to try. There's different transits have a different feel. And then if we can tune into that, I can bring it from that lens and it's going to land more easily for people. And it's one of the things that I've noticed about um, some um, sole purpose programs that maybe don't have anything to do with astrology. And I, I think there's, there's always a time for these different programs, but some of them are so three-dimensional and linear. For somebody who's in something that is more of an underworld nature or more of a celestial nature, that three-dimensional linear path is not really necessarily going to work for them. And it might not awaken the part of them that needs to be awo awoken. And so, yeah, in the program that I've been offering is called Seed Your Soul Purpose, Right. And so it's during that time, people can, it's plenty of time for people to go, oh, this is what I have been avoiding, or this is where I've been getting it right. And these are now ways that I can more deeply tune in to what has been blocking me, or what have, in what way have I been delusional, right? And following another path. And with all of that time, we can, we can pick it apart. So it's not an, actually an easy program. Right. And this is something that, you know, it might sound crazy to tell everybody this. It's actually really hard work and it can really be quite triggering. Um, luckily, I'm okay with that. Right. I have a background as a, as a yoga teacher. So I'm totally used to triggering people. <laughs> and the word triggering has a really bad rap. I think triggering is, is helpful to, to go, oh, right. Okay. That's really, that's really done something to me. And I need to really sit with that for a moment. Why is it that that's bothering me? Right. And so when we open up these, these parts of ourselves, we can really start to get to the bottom of it. We can really start to figure out what it is that is in the way. Oftentimes, it's uh, perceived external authority. This is a huge one. 
somebody thinks that authority is outside of themselves, that somebody has to give them permission to do what they're here to do, right? And again, funny thing is, as part of the program that I offer, I say, listen, it's not me who's telling you that you can do this. I'm just showing you the charts and I'm saying, let's look here. And now you need to be brave and go, okay, this is my choice. I'm going to do this. So it's then, um, yeah, the first few rounds of Seed Your Soul Purpose have been really surprising to me. Um, it's really just kind of, it's taught me how to, how to offer it, right? Because people are coming from very different, very, very different perspectives older people, younger people, people just starting their career path, right? 28, 29, 30, up to people in their 60s who are going, what have I been doing? And, and having to hold space for that and go, okay, it's okay. You, there's still time, right? For you to, um, to enter onto this journey, into this path. So is that answering your question or what am I missing? Yeah. No, it's so, it's good. It's, I just wanted to hear about the program and understand, um, you know, it's, I, I never thought of it that way. It's like, depends on the process you're going through that, cause I have experienced this within myself. Like there was a time where it was a lot of practical. And then there was a time where I was doing such deep healing work to really step into a fuller place in my business. And then all of a sudden my business took off on a whole new level, Yeah, but it had nothing to do with marketing or practical or business because that was already in place. And it was like, okay, something, some pattern, some way of being, some um, wounding or, you know, these limiting beliefs or fears that are getting in the way of the next level of, of expansion. And yeah. I'm sure you see this. I see this all the time with people um, where it's like, you know, especially in today's world of, um, you know, people getting canceled on social media or afraid to say anything or no one ever feels good enough, never, never feels, um, you know, like, can I really do this? There's a lot of fear of judgment, um, which, you know, like you said, in, in the end, it's like, you're the only one, you know, it's not about others. It's not about if, you know, so-and-so your Facebook friend is going to like this or not. It's you, your life, you know, and yeah. if you're not living what you feel is a purpose, you know, it's, it's time, especially in this day and age that we're in. Um, and that's, I wanted to start asking some bigger, bigger picture questions about astrology and what we're witnessing just, mm. you know, in general. Um, I'm curious, you know, when I, when we look at the psychedelic space and psychedelics really coming to the forefront and just, you know, here we are in a psychedelic podcast, who knew <laughs> when I was 14 years old, that this would be like, part of my career. Um, but I'm curious, you know, a lot of people talk about how rapid this, this space is growing. And now there's just, there's medicine being kind of offered everywhere and it's really coming into the mainstream so much. And I'm curious, is there something in astrology that has, that kind of aligns with this blow up of psychedelics in the last, not, not just the last like 30, 40 years, but especially the last five years you know it's kind of crazy how it's been like psh, exponential mm, mm. is there a transit that explains <laughs> psychedelics being legalized and coming into our society like they are wow yeah that's a great question that i am i was not prepared for but i love how it's making my my mind there is one. yeah um I mean, I could look at this from so many different angles. I think one of the really important things, and I was thinking about this before coming on our call today, is that we need this so desperately. And um, yeah, I have firsthand um, evidence that 
these plants are being um, are being encouraged out into the world by natives, right? I, I I know that that is the case. That there are people in the jungle who think that this is a good idea, right? And I know that there's also um, a lot of people who think that it's being overused. And I and I also feel that that's really important. We need to learn how to do this with integrity, right? And um, uh, with a, a thought of longevity and sustainability so that our children and their children and their children can use these plants also. Um, so I think a big piece is obviously the obvious one is Pluto, right? Pluto has been moving through Capricorn for 20 years now. And that, you know, I mean, in conjunction with so many other big shifts, the turning of the ages, which is why the school renamed itself, um, the school that I um, learned from, uh, there is such a big shift happening. And so while those bigger structures and organizations and governments are absolutely coming into some kind of huge change, um, crumbling for want of a better description, <laughs> right? That's what I was just I'm saying. trying to say it the nice way, um, but things are really, <laughs> things are really shifting. And so for me, it's like, Pluto is coming in to offer something from the underworld. Pluto is the ruler of the underworld to say, here's, here's how we can do this, right? Here, this is what you need in order to see things differently. I feel like I have to say this, just a slight diversion um, for a moment, is that um, it's needed so desperately and at the same time, we have to do something with the messages that we're given. And that's something that one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about this work, like let's get to the point. Let's start to really look at what you're here for. Um, something that's been hard for me is to attend these circles and ceremonies and people are just, you know, knocking back medicine and it's like a party, right? You know, they just want that. I just want to have that feeling again. And then they jump back in their car and the, the, back into the gear stick and everything goes back to as it was. And so what's really important to me is that we're each time we're working with these plants, it's um, you know, whatever it is that you're working with, it is with the deepest reverence and respect and gratitude and asking those bigger questions of, you know, why am I doing this and how can I make those changes or bring this out into the world? Right. As we all know, I, I know many of your guests have said this before, right? This is, a, this is what it's all about. Um, so back to Pluto, when we're doing that work, when we're, when we're ingesting these substances, which are maybe more of a, like a plutonic energy, underworld energy, um, if we're doing it in the right way, Pluto is going to support the, the phoenix rising process, right? That's the other side of underworld work. There, a phoenix will rise. And so um, as Pluto now, at, towards the end of 2020, November 2024, Pluto will shift permanently into Aquarius for 20 years, right? It's not going to go back into Capricorn again. So we're seeing that peak of, um, of that cycle. And now this huge explosion of the usage of these kinds of, of plants so there's that. And then, you know, I could start talking about Chiron too, which is coming to mind, just the need for healing, the, the huge need for healing. And Chiron has been, Chiron, for those of you who are not familiar, is um, seen as the wounded healer. So offers healing, wherever it is in the sky is healing and has been with the North Node of the Moon 
for quite a while now in and around that area. And the North Node of the Moon is the directional arrow of humanity. So if you think about outside of your birth chart, but in the sky where that, that point is right now. And so having that healer with the North Node, with that directional arrow, it's saying it's time. It's time to do this work, right? Yes, the destruction and yes, the, um, the crumbling of what we've known, of what we've known for a long, long time and healing at the same time, right? And, and so I think that, yes, the time is now. And we have to really trust as well that, um, that it's all right, that what we're doing is good. It's, it, it, none of this like, I, I, I'm not worthy. I, I, sh I, I, I shouldn't do this because I'm not good enough. Or, and this is here for good and so that we can find our soul purpose more easily or collective purpose also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so much. There's so much in the sky right now. You, that gave me chills, by the way. Um, you know, it's amazing for as much as I consume astrology content, I had never heard that or I had heard it and not thought about it. But, um, you know, that's what I say. It's like, it's very obvious that there's just a desire for healing and people have reached these breaking points where they've maybe tried everything or they've gone the route of, you know, antidepressants or whatever, you know, they're using to numb and waking up and realizing like that's not working anymore. And I think a lot of listeners are called to this path of service. You know, that that's the whole point. It's like, especially when you're on the medicine path and you're working, um, you know, walking some kind of spiritual path, it eventually gets to the point to want to be of service. And I do believe that I keep saying it's an all hands on deck situation. Yeah. I mean, just look around at the world right now. And it's like, I don't know how anybody lives without some kind of support in their lives, you know, having someone to turn to. And I do believe we all need one another. And this is why so many people are being called to serve. And for some people, that's a business. And some people, maybe it's not. But, you know, if that's your calling, it's time to yeah, like you said, like the imposter syndrome, the beliefs mm -hmm. around like, I'm not good enough. You know, it's like, I always say there's there's a point where you have to put your mission over your ego. That's like your, your scared ego that doesn't want to get crushed. But like, how about all the people out there that are suffering? Or how about you when you're at your absolute worst and look at what got you out of it? Like if you hadn't had that help or that knowledge or that support, you know, would you have made it? And it's like, there's that, that desire to give back, but thank you so much for sharing this. That's yeah. um, an amazing perspective. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very obvious that, you know, these medicines are here. And like you said, it's um, to be in right relationship and, and really hold it with integrity and reverence, which yeah. is something I talk about constantly on this podcast to bring it into, um, you know, the right use. But you also said, um, to take these messages and actually work with them and pay attention. And, you know, the word integration has come up so many times. And I've said to Susan, like, you should just blatantly put out, like, this is astrological, psychedelic preparation integration. Yeah. Because that's how, that's how I've worked with a lot of our sessions. Um, I will say there was something that came up like a year ago where it was kind of like, I, I, during a, during a session, it was like, oh, this would be a good time for a ceremony. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. I was thinking of going to Costa Rica during that exact week. And I went and I'm not making this up everybody, but I had one of the most profound, um, you know, awarenesses come up in a ceremony that, that was actually 
a very challenging experience, but also one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had. And just that moment has now become something that I've integrated into my day to day. I actually bring it into my meditation a lot. Like that one moment in that ceremony can now be that reminder for the rest of my life and, and to really, you know, integrate it so that I can live at a different level. Yeah. And I will say that came through one of Susan's readings. Yeah, I, I love that you're bringing that up. And um, you've mentioned it um, before. Um, the, the potency of knowing about the kind of um, what you might be in for, right? So that when you're in that dark night of the soul, again, not to say that I can tell you exactly what it's going to look like. There's no way I can do that. I can't say what it's going to feel like you're going to go in there but knowing that and i've been there too in my own experiences and transits of, of intense transits uh being in the, that space and just breathing with it and saying you know this is exactly what i need, need right now this is the initiation this is the teaching that i re need right now how can i more deeply um welcome it and open the door and say yes to what's happening because the more we push it and resist it Actually, from an astrological perspective, that planet is just going to work harder to let you know. And sometimes, um, sometimes it's it's not as a, it's not as pleasant, right? You know, it can come a little bit more like a a wrecking ball. And so, if if we can go there, even when we are sobbing or you know whatever it looks like, just yes, yes, uh, show me, show me, welcome, welcome, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's such amazing work. And it's exactly, you know, if I think back, how I came to this work. And so it's clear why I would be so passionate about speaking about transits specifically um, with people. I When I'm doing a reading, um, and this works, you know, in the longer program or in shorter programs, I'll run a report of people's transits. And in that report, it will show us the days of exactness. So what that means is, for example, when that planet is aligned exactly with one of your planets, not just when it's close, but the day that it's hitting, right? Within the degree and within the second. And so this is what I now call a day of ceremony, as you mentioned, right? So someone says, oh, what do I need to do? Go to the jungle and drink ayahuasca? The answer is no. This is an opportunity for you to create ceremony for yourself, which I think is so needed, right? Some of us come from a background uh, of zero ceremony in our lives, right? This is not religion. This is not some kind of dogma. This is about you taking control of your own intentional practices in your life. So that ceremony on that day of exactness could literally look like lighting a candle. And it's so beautiful to know that on that day, you know, pick one out of nowhere, Pluto is exactly squaring your Pluto, right? On that day. I'm picking that one because I have one coming up on in a few days here. <laughs> so I know that on that day, it's an exact 90 degree angle between my Pluto and Pluto in the sky. And there I am in the middle and just that act of lighting the candle and being with it for 10 minutes is a ceremony in itself. And, and you get to do that. You get to do that for yourself. You don't need to subscribe to any kind of dogmas or routines that don't feel right for you, you create it yourself. And that's the meaning of ceremony. That's the nature of ceremony. Or you can go to the jungle and drink ayahuasca and you're probably going to feel a little bit more. <laughs> Who knows? But, um, you know, choose, it's a choose your own ceremony kind of situation. <laughs> 
which is so needed and so missing from so many people's lives. You yeah. know, I mean, I've, I've talked about this before and I've had other guests on talk about this need for ritual and ceremony and really orienting us, especially in this time of what feels like chaos and uncertainty. It's like these grounding rituals to really bring us back into this connection. And, and really, like, I don't know. I don't know about you guys listening, but I do a little mini ceremony every single morning during my morning practice. And it's like you said, it's like five minutes and then, you know, a little bit of a morning ritual that really kind of opens up the day, you know, and it's really just nice to have an orientation point. So it's not like guiding through life with no beacon. I always say it's like having a beacon in front of you and also having an awareness. And I actually look back on my astrology all the time. I look at my notes and I'm like, Oh, okay. And then it's, it's, again, this is integration. It's like a constant integration tool where I can actually make so much more sense out of even the day-to-day things that happen, like, oh, that one blow up with someone or that one thing that happened or, um, you know, maybe something in the collective, like, you know, a war going on, et cetera, um, to be able to at least like make some sense out of this crazy world that sometimes feels like no one can make sense out of. So this is why I really believe that, you know, this, these times that we're in, this astrology is going to be such an amazing integration tool, especially in the way you're using it, Susan. So I'm excited. Um, I want to ask you one last question about your experience in my group program. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you'd already kind of, you know, you've been out there for a while doing your yoga and doing the astrology, and you've been really good about offering up, um, you know, Zoom calls during certain transits. But I'm curious, like, what happened from before where your business was at versus after while in the nine-week program? Like, what do you feel like has been a major shift in your your business mm-hmm. and also anything in your life, too? Yeah. Oh, wow. Where to begin? It's huge. Uh, it's, the program was such a gift. Um, I mean, if anything, it just got me to sit down and pay attention and, and get myself organized. Um but one of the real big things, which actually is just the beginning, was letting people know what I ha- have to offer, <laughs> right? It's like, here's what I do, and you can have this. And getting out of my own way, right? That place of where, oh, who would want this? And why would I share this? Or who should I share it with? And who should I not share it with? What I realized was you share it with everyone because you never know who it is that's going to start sending you emails. And it's so true. As soon as I started doing that, literally just sending an email out to everybody and saying, I just want to talk to you. That was, that opened up so many doors for me and was so beautiful that act in itself of connecting with people and starting to realize, actually, you can't categorize your clients. Who knows, right? Who's going to want to come through. And then the way that you walked us through from that stage and of building something, building something that you can offer that feels so sustainable and nourishing. So teaching us how to ask exactly for exactly what we need, as opposed to what, again, we think, we presume other people um, can or cannot do, right? So building a program on what I ha- I know has worked for me, and also asking for the, and this is the big scary one for most money, most people, the money, right? How much money are you going to ask for? And me saying, well, actually, this is what feels good. 
and wondering what Beth's going to say, right? That's too much. And you were like, that's not enough. <laughs> you need to ask Usually. for more. And as soon as I, as soon as I did that and I started offering the program, I realized, oh yeah, this is actually really worth a lot, right? The amount of energy, um, the amount of space uh, that I'm holding and the energy I'm putting into it. Um, it, it, you can't really put a number on it, right? It's a different kind of offering. It's a different kind of work. And, and you really, you really, um, showed us how to show up for that, right? And really stand in that and trust it. Um, yeah, there's so many things I could say about this, um, about your offering that I think there's something about you, Beth, as well. It's just like, you won't stand for any BS, right? You're just like, no, you're good at what you're, you're in your sole purpose, right? You're, you're, you're pointing that out to me, you know, you're doing what you're here to do. So could you just do it and tell people about it? <laughs> and Simple. I'm like, kind of, I was kind of shy and kind of nervous. And, um, and now that I'm doing that, the kinds of people that I'm attracting are teaching me. It's so amazing. So I'm excited to learn more from you. Right. And, um, and go further, which we're going to do next year. Um, yeah, I want to know how to deliver what I have even more, um, well, not concise, but just clear and, um, make it accessible for people um doubters especially right the people you were talking about um and see how it can be um a help for people and this is one thing that i do want to say before we finish um because i know that we're running out of time is something that keeps coming up for me again and again and again is that if everyone was doing what they are here to do which is something that you help people with and me too then imagine what that world would be like and now it doesn't mean that everybody is working really hard and it's some kind of, you know, ladder climbing career. I mean, some people's work is literally to spend their days tending a garden, literally to spend their days growing flowers. It, so maybe something that doesn't make any money at all. That's what they're here to do. But because they're not doing that, say they're climbing a ladder of some kind that is going nowhere that frequency can be felt right in the collective web. And so I wonder what it's going to feel like when we are all doing our sole purpose. I think things are going to start to really shift and that is Pluto and Aquarius for sure. I'm excited. <laughs> I've been saying this for years that I actually think we'd have world peace. Yep. I mean, I really, that's so extreme to say, but I, I really think it's like, much of the Western world society, uh, you know, and pretty much every country I can think of, because I've had clients from all these countries, so many people are living misaligned lies, you know, and really like, and I get it because I did that for a while, but, you know, really stuck in the system of what, you know, what we should do, what we've been programmed to do, what we think we have to do okay. and not really tuning inward to like what's really coming through you. And I agree, like if, if everybody, or at least we get that tipping point that can I that hopefully will shift the entire collective, which I actually believe is happening because I'm seeing maybe it's because of the work I do every day. I see people leaving um, doctors, nurses, corporate jobs constantly yeah. like my clients. I, I mean, to have a doctor go through all that schooling and then quit to dedicate his life to medicine and, um, you know, coaching 
it's pretty medicine as in a plant medicine. Yes, <laughs> um, a different medicine. It's been pretty amazing, but I, I agree. And I'm so glad you give this feedback. It's been, um, and it, what's even funnier is Susan's seen my chart and gone over like my purpose, you know, on some level. And it's like, oh, interesting. Like now I can really, like I've known this, but I can own that even more and to really come into it. Like when we went over the Leo thing, it was like, oh, mm -hmm. this feels very scary. And now I can allow it and be okay with it. And I can actually feel it happening, by the way, like in my, um, in my soma, the last few months, especially I've been telling my, the, the, um, the woman who did my rebranding and my rebranding is just starting to come out now. It's like, oh, it feels more me and it feels more um, like that Leo energy, but not from the ego place, from the, the love place. So it's really interesting to watch how your purpose can be constantly evolving as you go through different transits and kind of owning who you truly are. And this is this is the work we do inside of these programs of mine. Like, yes, there's a lot of practical of how to structure it, how to price it. You know, what is Beth going to say about your pricing? But then there's also just that deeper journey into really like allowing you to be who you truly are. You know, I call um, a lot of my, like the mastermind program I, I say is like soul liberation. It really is like stepping into your soul. Like I like, I actually love the word intent, the intent. So this is beautiful work. I am so excited for what's going to happen next. And by the way, I will say I was so excited to witness Susan making a, a gob of money inside of just nine weeks. Right. That was really exciting as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I missed that. I missed that part. I left it out right. There's that piece that still needs to be. Like, yeah. It's it hard to talk about, but amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really allowed me to deepen in so many ways in my life, uh, travel and study. And yeah, I took that money and went deep into mentorship and it's been, yeah, amazing. So thank you. Yeah. And I always tell people, it's like the money, the money is nice, of course, like, let's all be honest, you know, but it's not about like, oh, I'm going to make more money just so I can buy a bunch of things on my, my joke, buy a bunch of things on Amazon. It's really <laughs> about, like you said, like go deeper into being of service because yeah. the more, and, and you use the words nourishing and sustainable, which I use constantly about having sustainable business where it's not about working so hard that you're burning out or over frying your nervous system. It's about coming into this balance point of what is regenerative and what feels really good and what can then, you know, provide you a life to then, yeah, invest in taking that one class you've always wanted to take or study or go travel. And, you know, like I always say, I'm like, well, you know, this allows me to go work with uh, one of the curanderas I work with in Peru. If I didn't have this kind of, um, you know, living, I wouldn't be able to do that. And I do that as part of my service back. So it's this, this cycle that I really would consider regenerative. And this is what I want people to know is it's not about struggling to make no money is actually, it's not serving anybody. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your potential clients. It doesn't serve the world. And I really believe in the, uh, the kind of abundance approach of, how do we all be thriving and nourished and supported and build a business sustainably so that, you know, it runs in a way that feels very aligned with you, your lifestyle, what you want. And it is possible. It's possible for everyone. So yeah. thank you for being an example of this in the mastermind. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so good. Thank you. So Susan, I would love to know, you know, especially now we've just come through, you know, it's like January, new year. 
when this is being published. What is um, on the radar for you and your business in this this next six to 12 months? Like, yeah. what are you putting out there? Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen with your transits? Yeah, <laughs> well, good point. Well, as I wrap up my Pluto square in just a few weeks um, and I complete my Venus return, my fifth Venus return, um, and you, by the way, in your sixth Venus return, side note. Um, <laughs> crossing my fingers. It's awesome. Yeah, I feel expansion in many ways, but more streamlined. And so I've chosen to run Seed Your Soul Purpose one more time for now, right? And then we're going to just put it on hold. So that's starting now, basically, and we'll run for three months until the end of March. And my vision is to, I don't have the words yet for it because it's, um, it's to come, right? It's brewing, but in layman's terms, to really just more blatantly offer my services to people who are doing ceremonial work, right? And for integration and preparation for psychedelic work, for ceremonies. And um, not to exclude people that are not doing that work. I'm still absolutely wanting to work with everybody. But um, yeah, just really step into that because it's a passion for me and um, see if I can help people who are wandering around lost and don't know what to do with these experiences that they're having or are jumping on the bandwagon and going to a ceremony for the first time. It might be helpful to have somebody just there for them um, and make more sense of of how to prepare and and what's going to come. So I'm looking to, yeah, probably work more one-to-ones as, as I said, and uh, long-term packages as well as doing one-offs in that way. Yeah. Ooh, I'm so excited for this. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> I cannot wait to see how this, this blows up. And, um, you know, I'm always actually surprised that there's not more people doing this because I've been working with astrology for years this way, and it's just getting deeper and deeper and so much more, um, more helpful, the more I've been working with it. Of course, you know, with other other modalities as well, but it's all, it's all intertwined. And there's so many different approaches that can just be so helpful, especially if you're someone of service or want to be of service, it's, it's like a whole new level of, um, you know, how you can show up in the world. Yeah. Susan is so fun to have you here and hear your stories. I'm so proud of you. I cannot wait to see (laughs) what's next. And thank you so much for trusting in, the nine week intensive and in my work and, you know, like going all in and you're an example of what happens when you're like, you know what, I'm going to just give this a try get out of my way and voila. Yeah. Yeah. Clients, money, next level. Yeah. I'm here for it. Thank you, Beth. Thanks for what you do and share. It's a honor to be your friend and to witness you and learn from you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're feeling inspired, I'd appreciate it if you showed your love with a review. And check out my YouTube channel where you can find the video version of this podcast. You can also head to BethAWeinstein.com to learn more about me and grab my free business growth trainings. Remember, you carry your own unique medicine and your medicine is what we need for these times. 